Welcome to Conversations with KM. I'm your host, Kayla McManus. I'm a certified Pilates instructor, wellness enthusiast, and female entrepreneur. On this show, we will be going deep into fitness and movement, health, wellness, business, beauty, and all things holistic lifestyle. I hope this show serves as a source of inspiration and motivation for looking, feeling, and moving your very best. Thank you for joining, and I hope you enjoy. Hi guys, and welcome back to Conversations with KM. I hope you are having a wonderful day whenever you're listening to this. I am so happy to be back on the mic. I have missed you guys. It has been a whirlwind of a couple weeks. I feel like I keep saying that, but honestly, it's uh, it's just the truth. If you follow me on Instagram or if you are signed up for my newsletter, you will have known that we moved almost two weeks ago, um, which if you listened to my last episode, kind of about like life updates and where I was at with the whole process, you will have gotten a little bit more of like a better insight into where I was at with all of it and how in all honesty, I was actually really, really struggling with it. Um, So yeah, it was just a lot to kind of move through emotionally. And to my surprise, we, like I said, we moved in. Um, The move went smooth. Like really, when is moving ever an enjoyable experience? But for the most part, it was great. Um, But I am, you guys, so happy. (laughs) We moved out of the city and truly like I just crave a really slow pace of life. Um, I love nature. I love stillness. Like I love being able to just feel really calm and really grounded in my environment. And that's not to say like our actual home wasn't grounding and calming because that is important to me to create that. But when you live in like the center of a city, Um, it's inevitable that there's just a lot going on and I'm not coming on here to like talk ill about cities because I mean, they're incredible and there are so many things about it that I miss, but yeah, I'm just so, so, so happy at kind of how I feel emotionally and energetically being out of the city and how things are so much calmer and I can hear birds and go on trail walks. It's just been really, really nice. So yeah, that's where we were. And then we also took a week off um, and spent it up north, which was so nice. And same thing, just being able to like step away. And it's so funny. We or I'm not going to say we, but I do quote unquote all these things to like help me be grounded and connect to a calm state of mind and kind of deregulate my nervous system. But like truly, when you just remove yourself from a situation and you do less, it's like that's when you get that state of not only physical rest, but emotional rest and spiritual rest. So yeah, just stepping out of kind of everything and zooming out from the move and the emotional toll that it's Um, kind of taken to get to this place was really, really nice. So 
Anyway, I wanted to give you guys a little update on that and kind of how I'm feeling, but it's so funny. I was talking to one of my best friends and she was like, oftentimes what we resist and what we are just not allowing in is what we need the most. Um, And that was like case in point, so true. So it's just really funny that like if you are resisting something or if you are in a phase of transition, whether it be moving, starting a new job, leaving a job, uh, ending a relationship, starting a relationship, you got engaged, like stepping into that next chapter of life of like transition doesn't just mean like a physical transition of like changing places, which yes, that was the case for me, but like emotional transitions, um, what we resist and what we fear is usually exactly what we need. And it's so easy to say this when you're out of it, but like in it, again, I wasn't able to see like the trees for the forest or the forest for the trees, whatever that saying is. Um, But when you're able to just step back and be like, wow, okay, everything is happening for me and not to me and just, yeah, being in awe of how good things can be. So anyway, that's kind of a little update on me. I wanted to give you a little background because there hasn't been an episode in a couple of weeks, but I'm so happy again, like I said, to be back on the mic. And today's episode is very, very near and dear to my heart because it's been something that I have been dealing with for the better half of three and a half years, but also kind of acutely the better half of four going on five months. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about dealing with an injury the connection between the physical, the mental, and the spiritual of an injury. We're going to be talking about if you've been taking time off movement or exercise for literally no other reason than whether it's life or um, you didn't enjoy what you were doing. It doesn't have to be injury related, but this is just a conversation that's come up a lot in my community with my clients and also just through like socials, we're in the literally the heat of summer, the middle of summer. So it could also be because of that, which isn't a bad thing, but I want to touch on, okay, taking time off movement and how you can actionably start to kind of step back into it in a way that feels really attainable and approachable. And then Tying into that, we're also going to talk about if you were recently um, pregnant. So if you're in that kind of postnatal category or if you are currently prenatal and how possibly your relationship with exercise is changing. So there's a couple different umbrellas that I want to touch about. Um, And I hope that in some way or another, what I talk about today, you can kind of see yourself in or maybe tie your experiences into. Okay, let's get into it. So I want to start with a little bit of a background about where I'm coming from explaining this. So to make a long story short, during COVID, like the height of COVID, so we're going to say maybe like early April 2020, I was doing a workout 
Um, I'm not going to name the name of the workout. And I woke up the next morning and couldn't walk. So that was not fun. And during the actual workout, nothing honestly felt super, super off. Um, But then, like I said, the next morning I woke up, it felt like I had someone stabbing my SI joint, your SI joints. If you were to touch your lower back right now, they're on the left and the right of your spine. So just to give you kind of like an idea of where I'm talking about. Um, And I had to reach out to kind of my physiotherapist. This was when everything was closed. So I couldn't even go in to see her and kind of suss out like, okay, what is this? How to deal with it. So we did virtual, which I'm so grateful for. Um, And she gave me kind of like exercises to do and we worked on it through that. And I was able to get through that acute stage of the injury and it was mostly doing nothing. So a lot of like icing and rest and heat and just getting it out of that flare up stage. So that was kind of the beginning of it. And then it, I don't want to say it never really went away, but the flare up went down. So usually if you have like an injury, if you've dealt with an injury before, you can kind of go through like waves of there's a quote unquote flare and that's when the pain will be more like acute. And then you'll kind of be able to get out of that phase, whether it's through movement or whether it's through seeing your chiropractor, getting acupuncture. And then it's just something in the background that you have to be conscious and aware of. So that has been more my experience where 2020 was the kind of height of a flare up. And then it was just kind of in the background. I had to be quite cautious of it. Maybe I would do some exercises that I know or not I know, but didn't feel great the next day. And it was just more information for my body of my limits. Um, And then I started working with a pelvic floor physio, which I highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, But when you work your pelvic floor, there are, I don't want to say only physical components of working with your pelvic floor, but there's also an emotional component of working with your pelvic floor. And my pelvic floor um, physiotherapist told me this and she was not wrong. This was around November, um, December of last year, 2022. And wow, it was such an intense phase of like just a lot of emotional stuff that was coming up because as you guys know, we have to feel to heal. So it has to come up in order to move through it. Um, and it's so funny. I'm sure I'll talk about this, but just the connection of like our emotional state and our mental state to our physical state and how the two are quite connected. Um, and I've seen that to be true for myself, for clients. So yeah, that was the end of last year. And I had a pretty transformational kind of period with one of my um, good friends. We moved through a lot. And after we moved through that, my pain subsided. So it was crazy. And then fast forward to April of this year. So around Easter, I experienced a really, really intense flare up, which 
I would say was the worst I've ever experienced even before COVID or during that kind of COVID phase that I'm referring to. And since then, I have been on the mend. (laughs) So that is kind of the background of where I'm at with an injury. And if you don't know what your SI joint is, it is essentially like your low back. So they're two different joints. I mean, low back pain is so high level. There's so many things that can contribute to it. But yeah, it's been quite difficult. I'm not going to lie in terms of the pain that I've been in, not only physically, but also kind of the mental aspect of that. You guys know I'm a Pilates instructor. Like movement is truly my form of meditation, of therapy. And so not being able to do that has been quite difficult. But over the past couple of weeks, I've just been able to have such a different like perspective and mindset shift on what's going on. And that's what kind of initiated me to record this episode because I really just wanted to share with you guys that like when your body is hurting or when you are dealing with an injury of some sorts, it's a message that like something is out of alignment. And in brackets, I'm going to say whether that's physical or emotional. And like when that happens, the goal is to be able to look at what's going on and tend to it, or it's going to keep getting louder and louder and louder until this sounds a bit much, but like until it takes you out altogether. And our emotional and our physical body are so deeply connected that like one can't shift without the other. And in my experience, like say emotional things come up or just things in my life that I know are maybe like underlying and I need to deal with, I have a really good way of acknowledging them, but not actually like paying attention or giving them the focus that they need. I'll kind of brush them under the rug, if you will. And my body speaks to me through my physical body. It's how I'm most connected to myself. So every single time, like being able to look back and see every time I deal with an acute injury or if I experience that quote unquote flare up, It's because emotionally something needs to be looked at in me and it's, I believe my body's way of being like, hey, you need to look at this and you need to focus on not only taking care of like your physical body, but your emotional body. And this doesn't have to be this like really intense thing, but it's like the relationship we have with ourselves is truly the most important one in the world. And being able to like take that time to be with yourself and just be like, hey, how are you doing? Like I took an othership class a couple weeks ago and she's like, how are you doing? And just like pausing and being able to ask yourself that question of how are you doing? And then whatever follows suit, a really nice thing is like, what do you need? in this moment? Like what is something that you need that would take kind of that like feeling of how you're doing 
and what you need and like marrying the two, that is like the greatest act of self-care versus when you have an injury being like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. I'll deal with it or I'll push through. This also can be such a deeper conversation about what your relationship with exercise is, what your relationship with your body is, how you view stopping, how you view not being able to move and not being able to rest. I know for me, it's so, so, so difficult. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of share that little insight, but looking, kind of zooming out a little bit and we're going to stay on injury for a minute, but rarely, and this is just my opinion. This is what I've seen with clients, with people that I've worked with, with maybe practitioners that I've also um, seen. Rarely your symptom is the actual issue. So being able to take a step back and taking a holistic look of like what is going on in the whole body. And right now we're going to talk about physical. So again, if this goes right over your head, it's totally fine. But like for me, my back is not the issue. It's actually the fact that like my glutes and my hamstrings on my left side do not fire. It has to do with the positioning of my rib cage and the fact that my like external obliques and my deep core muscles do not fire. So when I am focusing on this back pain, it's so easy to zoom in on like your actual pain. And as an instructor, like I, it can be easy to do, but you never want to chase the symptom. Like you never want to chase the person's pain because rarely that's what you have to fix. It's like, okay, other things kind of need to be fixed and fine tuned. And then as a result, whatever is having that like pain or pressure or uncomfortable feeling, we'll be able to give a little bit. But it's just our body's way of saying, hey, like let's zoom out and let's maybe get to the root cause. Maybe you're sitting there being like, how, 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 how do I know how to get there or what it is a result of? And for me, this is just what's worked for me. Again, I'm a Pilates instructor. I'm not a doctor. So please do your own research. But for me, working with a chiropractor um, is super important. Seeing an osteopath has also been really, really helpful. And working with a really well-educated and trained Pilates instructor or movement specialist, whether that's um, Aldoa, whether that's DNS, whether that is structural integration, some sort of like movement specialist that can assess you, again, from that zooming out perspective and seeing where you're at. Because our bodies are smart, right? Like if you have kind of a little like nagging pain, no matter what, like I can walk. I'm so grateful for that. But my body has been able to like move me forward in the life no matter what this kind of pain that I'm dealing with. Yes, there have been times where it's like quite uncomfortable, but 
I don't know, just being able to take a minute and like investing in yourself and your physical body and seeing, okay, why is this happening? If you're listening to this podcast, you are definitely interested in looking at your body physically, physically, mentally, and spiritually from a more holistic viewpoint. And I think the word and the question why is so important. So being able to put yourself in front of practitioners that will support you in that question of why is this happening? And if you're not satisfied with an answer, like getting a second opinion. And I love my chiropractor so much, but we have been working on kind of this issue for upwards of eight months. And we were getting to the point where we didn't know if it was disc related and like if me getting an MRI was something that I should look into or an x-ray. And I was able to see I don't think I've told you, but anyway, I started working at a clinic and I was able to see the chiropractor that works there and like getting a second opinion can sometimes be so beneficial because if you've been working with someone who sees it like so kind of, I don't know, just you see it over and over and over again, but then being able to maybe see someone different and getting their insight has been super helpful for me. Um, So those are the kind of practices and practitioners that I like to recommend when it comes to dealing and recovering from an injury. So seeing a chiropractor, seeing an osteopath, maybe not all at once or like all together, but just in general. And your intuition will probably guide you to the right person that you need to see, whether it be a chiropractor, an osteopath, um, a movement specialist. I highly recommend that in general because what the chiropractor, what the osteo do, that's a treatment, right? It's like an hour to an hour and a half treatment, but then you have to be able to integrate all of that, whether it's through Pilates, whether it's through Aldoa, whether it's through DNS, a structural integration specialist, um, getting acupuncture to help kind of that blood flow or say you do acupuncture for muscles that aren't firing. Um, also focusing on your nervous system, like your nervous system cannot go overlooked in the whole injury conversation. So if you see a chiropractor that does acupuncture, they will definitely hit on that and getting you into more that like sympathetic state or sorry, from the sympathetic state to the parasympathetic state of just like, it's almost like when you do that, you're just signaling to your body of like, I'm safe, I'm calm, I'm healing. Um, And then if not, you can see just like a traditional um, TCM, so traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncturist to also kind of help heal your nervous system. So seeing practitioners that will support you and make you feel just really cared for. And then I also think on your own time. And this is something that was told to me because I have been, like I said, not moving my body because of fear. And I had a colleague, shout out Sarah, if you're listening, and she was, her and I were just having a conversation and she was like, be curious about your pain. Like, don't be scared of it, which 
really, really, really helped me reframe just this whole situation because I have been really scared of my body and I haven't been able to like regain that trust and confidence. And I think that is also really important of regaining the confidence with your body. So um, I had like a teacher and mentor also say like, say you have a shoulder injury for an example. Okay. Are your fingers okay? Like, can you curl your fingers? Right. And then from your fingers, can you start to do some wrist mobility? Great. You're starting to regain that confidence from there. Can you maybe start to bend your elbow? Awesome. Every little bit counts from there. Can you maybe start to like straighten your arm and bend your elbow, moving your bicep? Awesome. From there, can you maybe start to lift your arm? Now your shoulder's working. Not all at once, right? But it's like regaining the confidence with your body to know that you can move and just tending to yourself in a way that feels really safe. And then kind of the last part of this is just like notice the stories that you're telling yourself and the dialogue in which you speak about yourself when you have an injury. And this is something I am so, so guilty of because it's so trippy. It's like, okay, yes, I understand that on a like zooming out level of not speaking into existence what you don't want to happen. But then there's also the realistic like reality that, okay, but I'm sitting here, I'm in the 3D and I'm in pain. So you definitely have to find that like balance for yourself, but just being able to notice how you're speaking to yourself and changing the, I'm in pain, I'm never going to get better. This is so horrible to that of more a positive track of every day I'm getting stronger, every day I'm healing, my body is a miracle, things are always getting better for me. Like if you talk to professional athletes, like their mindset, and this is so crucial, but their mindset is of the utmost importance, especially when they have an injury, because it's like that will literally drag you down even more than the physical issue that is presenting itself. So yeah, I just wanted to offer that as well because not only if you're dealing with an injury, but like how we speak to ourselves is so, so important. And just treating yourself with kindness and knowing that this is temporary, although it may seem like it's permanent. And I'm speaking for people with injuries that are as a result of, um, whether it be like an acute trauma or whether it be, I don't know, like a chronic stressor that's showing up through your body. I'm not talking about those that are um, not able-bodied, but like this is temporary. And although it may seem permanent, it is on us to take that responsibility and to kind of inquire deeply about how can I get better? How can I get myself out of this situation? Why is this happening? Getting to the root of maybe why this is happening. And Louise Hay, if we want to get a little bit woo-woo for a second, she believes that every physical ailment is a result of the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. So say you're dealing with like, I don't know, neck pain right now. If you were to Google, okay, Louise Payne, 
or Louise Hay neck pain, maybe there would be something that lands with you. Like I know my low back pain is spot on. It has to do with not feeling grounded, not feeling supported, not feeling secure, not feeling stable. Um, that definitely presents in my life, as you guys have heard, with all the moving, the nonstop, the yeah. So again, things are usually bigger than ourselves, but being able to just treat ourselves with kindness, take a step back, knowing that it's temporary, that you will get through it. And yeah, taking the steps to just get healthier every single day. If you are interested about the more emotional, mental, spiritual side of injuries, the Body Keeps the Score is a fascinating book on this and how our bodies physically hold so much. And I've seen this not only with myself, like I've said to you guys, but with clients of say something went on in their life, whether it be a move, a death, building a house, um, whatever it is, like it shows up physically. So just knowing that we can't view the body as just these single parts and viewing, okay, I have back pain is just continuously treating the back pain, treating the back pain, treating the neck pain, treating the shoulder. But like we got to zoom out and really yeah, just look at it from a more holistic view. So, okay, that's all I wanted to share about kind of the injury side of things. Now let's talk about if you've taken time off exercise and how to kind of get back into it and being able to do it in a way that's super attainable and super manageable. I am briefly interrupting this episode to share with you guys the KM Method Online Studio, which is a premium online Pilates platform that will make you fall in love with movement and create lasting results for your body and your mind. As you guys know, I am a certified Pilates instructor. It is what I do day in, day out. I have so much love and respect and admiration for this method of movement and it is truly my life mission to share with you so that you can look, move, and feel your very best. If you are new to Pilates, it is the most incredible form of movement. It increases your core strength. It improves your posture. It decreases back pain. It helps prevent injuries. It increases your energy, your body awareness. It decreases your stress. It improves your flexibility, your mobility. I could truly go on and on, but there are so many science-backed studies that show the benefits of Pilates are truly never-ending. I created the KM Method online studio because I wanted to give you a place where you felt like you could learn from someone who really teaches you how to move, not just telling you the exercise, what to do, counting the reps out for you but truly teaching you how to connect to the movements in your body, where you should be feeling them so that you can create those lasting, fundamental, foundational alignment changes in your body. I view movement and exercise as a lifestyle. It is not a short-term, one-and-done trend that we should be following. 
And my intention with the KM Method online studio is that you find a class, whether it's a lower body sculpt, posture correcting sequence, core focus Pilates, and you fall in love with how you feel when you're moving. If you're new to this form of movement, that's all good. We have our KM Method fundamentals that walk you through step by step by step through a 14-day program how to get the most of this practice. There are tutorials in there. So truly, I am with you every step of the way so that you get the most out of your experience. I am so confident that you will love how you feel as a result of doing Pilates, and I want you to try it for yourself. So we have a two-week free trial, so you have 14 days to try it out, see how it works into your lifestyle, and then from there, you can decide, is this something I want to incorporate? I, like I said, I'm so confident that you will love it. If you are interested, please go to the link below, get your free trial, and I will see you on your mat. Okay, back to the episode. Okay, so it's happened to all of us where one week you don't do a workout and then you miss the other one and then you miss the other one and then you blink, a month has gone past and you're like, wait, what? How did I get here? I have completely fallen out of routine. There is nothing wrong with that. Like truly, truly, truly. I'm saying this for myself as well. There's nothing wrong with that. However, I'm sure you're listening to this because you're like, yes, however, I want to get back into it because you exercise to feel good, to look good, to just feel like your best self and the strongest and most confident in your body. Um, so I want to kind of share with you how to get back to that place of, again, setting attainable and manageable goals. So Also, what I just said before, even if it's not injury related, but like treating yourself with kindness and just noticing how you talk to yourself when you do maybe fall off track, quote unquote track. I don't like saying that word, Um, but it's like, how do you speak to yourself and just noticing that dialogue and conversation of what's going on internally And then starting to kind of shift it to a place of more kindness and compassion and empathy for yourself. Like view yourself as your best friend if she were to come up to you or he were to come up to you and say X, Y, Z. Like how would you speak to them and speaking to yourself in that way? So yeah, I just want to offer that. And in terms of getting back into movement and then again, this could be postnatal. This could be prenatal. I know the first trimester is never an enjoyable one for most. So maybe it's second trimester and you're feeling really good and you're wanting to kind of get back into that place of movement. But being able to step back and say, okay, what is your why? Why do you want to get back into that place of consistency with movement? For me, it's always because I want to feel good. And when I move my body, I feel good physically. I feel good mentally. And 
like always having that why in your head. And usually we're talking about exercise right now. So usually you can kind of think of that feeling after you do the workout. Like whenever you're trying to motivate yourself to do something, a really quick and easy hack of getting yourself to do it is just like, how are you going to feel when it's done? Like, how are you going to feel when you have completed the workout, when you have completed the task and being that the th- to be the thing that like motivates you to do it. Um, And then I also think that it's really, really important to just take note and recognize like where you are right now. So not putting yourself in this like before mentality. And I say this in my classes all the time, like how you show up today is so different than how you showed up yesterday, than how you showed up last week, last month, six months ago. And that's okay. Like when we compare ourselves, I mean, comparison in everything is just the thief of joy, but being able to have that presence with movement of like, okay, this is where I am right now. I'm not comparing myself to how I showed up yesterday, how things used to be, how things used to feel, how things used to look. Because I mean, maybe that motivates you, but I've really never heard that. Usually it just makes people feel bad about themselves. So just being able to like show up right now. And then from there, starting small with a really manageable kind of schedule and outline for yourself that you know you can achieve right now. Like it's truly all about like the little wins and setting yourself up for success, not failure, because it's all about like building the confidence in yourself and the consistency. So if you compare, if you create a program for yourself, that is what you used to do I don't know, a year ago or before you had a baby or I don't know, when you weren't working so much. I don't know, before you got a dog, like whatever the reason is, then you might just be holding yourself to a standard that is in the past. So making it manageable and then taking the time to schedule it. So I put all of my workouts in my calendar and it's a meeting. I say it's like a meeting with your higher self or kind of the best version of yourself and every week like looking at your calendar and saying okay I can do it here I can do it here I can kind of fit something in here and just holding yourself to that it's gonna feel a little bit tricky at first because again it's not habit but time over time, like you just have to keep doing it, keep showing up and then it becomes a habit. So that is, I have seen so much success in people just sitting down, putting it in their calendar and then finding some sort of a kind of accountability. It sounds so silly, but like accountability buddy, whether that is your spouse or for me, it's not. Um, it's one of my best friends. Like I feel better when I have someone that I know is going to like really, really keep me accountable and I don't have to be super like lenient with. Like I love Kieran to death, but he'd be like, oh, it's okay. So finding that accountability buddy and just figuring out like, okay, what does this look like for us? So 
I am kind of stepping into this phase with you guys, with one of my best friends. And we are like, okay, how are we going to make this work? Does this look like weekly check-ins? Does this look like daily checking in and seeing what the other person wants to be held accountable for, right? It's like, you don't want someone to be breathing down your throat, but just being able to say like, hey, how was your walk today? Or, hey, were you able to do X, Y, Z? Of course, you can't put it on someone else. We have to take responsibility for our own life, but it is really nice to have that person, whether again, it's your spouse, it's your best friend, it's a trainer. Um, I'm biased, but I truly think if you're trying to get into a consistent schedule with fitness, getting some sort of a trainer on the other end doesn't have to be live. Like it doesn't mean you have to pay for or invest in like a personal trainer one-on-one, but is it an online platform that you can follow and knowing that, okay, there's going to be a weekly kind of schedule. That's why the weekly schedule um, on the KM Method Online Studio is so important to me because I want to take the guesswork out of it for you guys for just being able to go in and say, okay, I know that someone who is trained has created this schedule. I know that I'm going to feel really balanced. I'm going to hit on different muscle groups. I'm not going to be overusing a specific muscle group so that I feel balanced and I'm continuing with um, just like consecutive progression week to week. So yeah, following a weekly schedule, is it going to a studio? Is it going to a class? Like what is going to make you succeed? And just getting really honest with what that is and making sure that you're doing something that you like. Like people are always like, what's the best workout to do? Like what is the best thing that I can do for myself? And I always say the one you're going to do no matter what that is, if that's going on a walk, if that's doing Pilates, if that's incorporating Pilates with a little bit of strength training, which is what I do. Um, like whatever you're going to do, whatever you're going to enjoy doing and not dread doing, I think that is the best workout. So it's like, if you're going to go to a workout that gives you anxiety and you don't want to go to, probably not the one for you. And being able to take a step back and just know like there's so many options out there that are aimed to make you feel good in your body. So just making sure you're enjoying what you're doing and yeah, like not holding judgment. I think that's really important um, about maybe why you fell off in the first place or Yeah, just maybe why things are not like looking and feeling the way you want them to, but being more curious of like, okay, did I fall off because again, life happened, I got a dog, I had a baby, so be it. Is it because I didn't like what I was doing before? Is it because it was too far from my home? Is it because I couldn't get the time by myself? Like there's no right or wrong, but just being curious and then taking a step back and taking 10 minutes with your journal, pen to paper, and just saying, what would make me feel the best in my body right now Um, is really the best way to do it. Because what works for me, what works for someone else, what works for your other favorite podcast, like 
it might not work for you. And just being able to be really okay with that. And I always say this, I say this mostly to my postnatal clients, but like life is so long and holding yourself to a standard of maybe you didn't work out for what, like four months, five months, like you're hopefully God willing going to live for 85, 90 years. So it's like just putting things in perspective and like, it's all, I mean, it's so important, but it's really not that serious. And just being able to have like fun with yourself um, and not be so, yeah, just like militant. That's really helped me with this whole injury of like, it's fine. It's things maybe aren't the way I want them right now, but it's not permanent. It's going to change. Life is very long and all I can do is be an active participant in my life and change things if I don't like the way they are. So those are my kind of top tips um, in terms of like getting back into exercise, getting back into movement in an attainable and manageable way. Okay, guys, I think that's all I have for you. I really, really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like me to leave names of practitioners, I'm happy to do that. Um, I'm happy to leave book titles in the show notes. Like, I really just want to feel, I want you to feel like I'm here to support you. If you have any questions, I didn't want to get too like nerdy and nitty gritty with all of the body stuff, but if you are interested, like say for some reason you're experiencing X and you want to know why, send me a message on Instagram. You can either do it on the KM method page at the KM.method. You can do it on my personal page at Kayla McManus, K-A-I-L-A. I think there's two A's, M-C-M-A-N-U-S-S. Send me a message. I'm here to support you. And I hope you enjoyed. It was so nice to be back on the mic. I love you guys. Seeing your feedback, just having your messages come in is so special to me. You have no idea. Sometimes I was saying this last week at the Aloe event that I was teaching, but sometimes it feels like you're just doing this and you don't really know if there's anyone on the other side doing your workouts with you or listening and just having those messages come through is so heartwarming. So thank you for taking the time to do that. If you enjoy this kind of show, it would mean so much if you rated it on the podcast app. I don't think it takes too long and it really does um, go a long way in supporting the show. So that would mean the world. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. We will be back next week with a listener Q&A. So I'm going to leave a little box below kind of following up on our last couple episodes of life transitions, sobriety, um, getting back into a consistent movement schedule. And then we have, like I've said and teased, some really great guests coming up. So Lots of fun stuff for conversations with KM. I love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day and I will see you next week. Bye.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, please share it with a friend and leave me a review. Make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll see you next week.